Welcome to A Teaspoon of Healing, where we explore the pathways to wellness and vibrant living. Listen to personal stories of healing and interviews with experts. It's time to open a doorway to healing in your life through positive changes. Here is your host, Dawn Damari. Hi, I'm Dawn Damari, and you're listening to another episode of A Teaspoon of Healing. Today, my guest is Cassie, the animal medicine woman. Today, we're going to learn about spirit guides, totems, and power animals. Also, what are the Akashic Records? You'll find out in this episode, and Cassie will also provide us with a meditation to find your spirit guide and a lot more, so stay tuned. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please consult a physician or other health professional before undertaking changes in lifestyle or wellness habits. The author claims no responsibility to any person or entity for any liability, loss, or damage caused or alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of use, application, or interpretation of the information presented herein. And before we get into our interview, let's hear from one of our sponsors, Goth Tours. This is Goff, owner of Goff Tours, specializing in stand-up paddleboarding or surfing lessons. I even do snorkeling. You can reach me here. Orange County has what you're looking for. You can contact me via email at gofftours at gmail.com or mobile number is 949-338-5937, gofftours.com. Hi, I'm Dawn Damari, and you're listening to A Teaspoon of Healing. Well, today, my guest is Cassie, a.k.a. Animal Medicine Woman. Hi, Cassie. Hi, Dawn. How are you today? I am excellent. How are you? I am doing great. Thank you for joining me on A Teaspoon of Healing. Thank you. I am so honored and excited to be here, so thank you. Thank you, and you're welcome. So, Animal Medicine Woman, what is that, and how did you, what is your story, and how did you get into animal medicine? When I first was researching, I thought you were maybe working with animals, and it looks like you used to work with animals, but now you help people find their totems. So, we'll get into that, but how did you get into the field in general? What's your story? Yeah, for sure. So, it actually started when I was around 14 or 13. I kind of can't remember exactly Mm -hmm. the age, but I actually first learned Reiki. And instead of having a normal Reiki guide, like my Reiki teacher told me I should have a person, a tiger actually appeared. Oh wow! So that was kind of the first time I got introduced to animal medicine in that sense. Of course, I've always been extremely attached to animals. I grew up with horses and dogs and cats and fish and anything you can think of, I pretty much have owned or want to own one day. And yeah, so then when I was 14, that's when I started to really dig into it, started reading more about it. And I was just completely fascinated with it that so much of this made sense to me. And then of course, I was a teenager. So I kind of went off the path of it for a bit and kind of did my own thing. And then I found it again when I was around 18 and really started digging into it. And I found my power animal leader and she was a cougar. This is actually kind of a funny story because the cougar is all about owning your power. And when I was 18, I was just like, oh man, I wish I got something cooler. I don't even know what this means (laughs) and and all that. (laughs) 
And I actually find that a lot with other people when I find their power spirit leaders is that they're like, oh, this is what I got. And it's like, after you actually realize the lessons and stuff that they're meant to teach you, you're like, I could not imagine a better fit for me. Mm -hmm. And then a little bit later, I found my power bird leader. And that was an eagle. And I was super excited about that because eagles are just so amazing. And I think a lot of us do have the eagle as their power bird leader. And then again, I stepped away. And like you said, I used to work on animals. I used to be an equine therapist. Okay. So I was really into horses and stuff like that. And then again, I kind of stepped away from it just because I knew it wasn't my calling, even though I knew I was meant to work with animals. And then it's just funny how life works out because if I didn't go into the equine therapy, I would have never found the Akashic records or it could have been years later I found the Akashic records. And then I would have never really found my true calling, which was to be the animal medicine woman. Nice. Now, before we talk about the different totems, what are the Akashic records? I've heard this term before, but I don't know what it is. And I'm sure some listeners are curious. So what are these records? Of course. So it is a little bit harder to explain at times, just because it is one of those things where I tell people it's best to experience it. A lot of people think it's about past lives and stuff like that. And yes, it is. We can tie that in. Sometimes there is stuff from your past life that is affecting your life right now, right? But it's mostly about just reconnecting to your truth and owning your power so you can become like the main character of your story again and really co-create and manifest the life that you want. Because a lot of us are living in what we could almost call a dream where we're not in control or we believe we're not in control, but in fact, we totally are. And it's just all about shifting things so that we have new belief systems that are actually supporting the things that we want instead of the things that we don't want to happen in our lives. Nice. So it's not totally past lives. It's many different things. And to get access to these, you need to work with somebody like you or can you get with anyone else? How can people find out what their records are? Yeah, for sure. So I can go into them. I know a lot of other people that go into them. I was trained by Belgeet and she taught me the Soul Journeys Method, which is formed by Jennifer Longmore. And you can find other people to consult in it. Of course, I am now a teacher for level one to level three. So you could always come to me when I'm going to teach the level one, which is all about going into your own records and learning about your limiting beliefs, any implants, any vows that you've created that are just causing issues in your life right now. Okay. And now when somebody talks to you, what is the difference between an animal totem and a power animal Maybe we could get started with the totems. So you said each person has an animal and a bird. So if they see a particular animal or like think about a particular animal a lot, is that a sign or what, what are signs that you kind of found your totem? So just speaking on the power animal side and the power bird side, it is one of those things if you find like ever since you were younger, you were like fascinated with a certain animal or a certain bird. Likely that is what does come through. It's not what it comes all the time. But if you do find that you're seeing a robin all the time or a squirrel all the time, it does mm -hmm. mean that that could just be an animal totem or an animal spirit guide because I've been told that there's kind of different levels. So like what those levels are is like an animal spirit guide is someone or like a spirit guide that's with you for a week to a month, maybe a little bit longer, just there to teach you a lesson and then it moves on. An animal totem is with you for at least three months, maybe a little bit longer. And then there's the power animals and the power birds that are with you for life. The second you were born, they were with you. So that's where I'm saying that if you have been fascinated by something your entire life, that is where your power animal can be showing up that way. 
Okay, so the first level is more like a spirit guide. So what do they do and how do you find out what your spirit guides are? That one's really simple. A lot of people can do it for themselves. It's just you go and meditate and you just ask for the spirit guide to show up. That's how I do it. And you just want to go into your sacred space and just ask for them to show up and whatever is the truest spirit guide for you at that time. And then it's super simple. Like I do provide that service for some people because we're very cute as human beings and we like to be attached to certain outcomes. And that's where I decided to come in just so that I can provide that service for you so that you can have that connection. But it's actually a truer connection just because I'm not attached to the outcome for you. Okay. So if you go into your sacred space and you meditate, you're looking for an animal or a bird or both. You said there's a bird spirit guide as well as an animal. Yeah. And they can even appear as fish and as insects. I've even been shown mythical creatures before and stuff like that. So it comes into many varieties, but it's just one of those things where they're going to show up for the strongest presence for you to change kind of thing, if that makes sense. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. So it could pretty much be anything, but are there some common spirit guides that show up for people and maybe give a couple examples and what it means? If you don't, if it's okay to do that, I don't want to divulge some of the secrets. No, 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 it's all good. So one that actually does come up a lot, at least that I've been seeing is the snake. Oh, just because if you think about a snake, a snake always is shedding its skin and moving into a new life kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. So this totem or like spirit guide shows up for people when they're really ready to move on to the next part. And if you meditate with a snake, you can learn more of what you're supposed to be setting in front of yourself because a lot of us want change, but then we don't even know what that change looks like. So when we think we've changed, we can just kind of fall back into the same old patterns where when the snake shows up, when you go and meditate, you can really ask the snake for guidance of what things are meant to be changing and where you should be focusing your energy, perhaps more of a positive mindset, better friends, finding your soul pack or anything like that, right? Okay. And what is a soul pack? The soul pack is my Facebook group. It's for anybody that's interested in learning more about animal spirit guides. I know that we're across so many different social medias. So that's kind of the one that I kind of focus on the most for me to give you more of my undivided attention. That's where you can come in and we have theme days to really bring out people's purposes because the one theme that I was told to kind of focus on for at least right now is people's purposes because a lot of people get kind of stuck on that. And then even if they find it, they get even stuck on pursuing it. So that's kind of what the group is mainly focused on right now to really give you the support and the comfort for you to pursue your purpose and to actually go change the world for a better place. So you said the snake shows up a lot when you're trying to shed old patterns, shed the skin. And is the soul pack also, could that relate to that? Like maybe you're outgrowing friends. I don't like that idea, but perhaps if you're on a different vibration or you're doing something else with your life and they are, or you don't feel like you fit with them anymore, could you have like a soul pack in your real life as well? Yeah, most definitely. And that's why I called it that because there's a lot of people that say soul tribes, but since I'm just more on the animal side of things as Mm -hmm. I've always been, pack just seems like more of a fittable term. But yeah, of course, we all have soul family, soul tribe, soul pack, whatever you want to call it in our actual lives. But on the bigger end of things, I like to believe that we're all connected to the same one, right? So technically, all of us are part of the soul pack, but also we do have those more closely knit soul packs. 
So how do you know if you're out of alignment with the pack in general? I guess the one source that you're, we're all connected to. Are there signs in your life that maybe you need to get back on track in certain ways? Most definitely. Like some of the things that are just coming to my attention right now is, you know, things are out of alignment if you're not truly happy with yourself. Because mm-hmm. when you're actually in alignment with your divine life path and your soul pack and the universe and all of that put together, there's really nothing to like crush you down, right? A lot of us live with like blinders around that our life is mediocre and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And just I like to just be like, well, why are you living like that? Like that doesn't even make any sense when we're not even a part of this world. We're just beings of light. So we can choose that on this earth. So you can just really feel it. And when you do change into that, like align yourself to your aligned path and you really connect to those people that are part of your soul pack, your life just seems more full of love and happiness. Excellent. So now the next level from the spirit guides, is it the totem or would that be? Yeah. yeah, So the totem. So what is involved with finding your animal totem and what, what are some examples of totems? So what I have set up is I got a divine download to be like, this is something very unique and you need to do this for people. And it's called the animal totem medicine, right? So you have a totem in each of the seasons and they help you with each of the season's energies because we all know that like each season has a different energy vibe to it. And the animals can help you align better to that. And then you know what you should be most be focusing on. For example, with mine, right now we're still in fall and I have the ant in my fall. So already knowing that fall is all about reaping your harvest, you know, looking at your harvest, seeing what worked for you this year, seeing what didn't work for you this year, and also just kind of laying back and relaxing. Yes, you need to plant your new seeds, but it's mostly about enjoying what the year brought to you. So moving past that, the ant helps me know that yes, I'm supposed to be doing this all, but also I'm supposed to be creating something at the same time. So it goes a little bit against what like autumn is about, but autumn still is about planting your new seeds. And ants are so great at building communities and really helping one another that that's where the ants are like, this is what you're supposed to be focusing on is creating a bigger community around yourself and all of that. So then I know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And since it's actually in alignment with me, it just flows way nicer. And then I'm not doing something that I really wouldn't be working for me 100% if that makes sense. It does. Okay, so when you're trying to find someone else's totem, do you do a special rite and it kind of appears to you? Or does it appear to the person as well? It could appear to the person. I haven't had that yet, but it does appear to me. And then that's where then they like tell me which part of the medicine wheel that they're in. And then we go through that. And then I like do all the research for you. So you don't have to do a lot of research because sometimes people don't like to do that. But Mm -hmm. I'm a huge knowledge freak. So like, I love doing that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so then, of course, you can always extend the further knowledge of it. But I have the most basic stuff for you and a little bit more advanced just so that you feel completely comfortable knowing what your season's supposed to look like. Okay. And what is the medicine wheel? That comes from like the Native American culture. It's northeast, south and west. And then also inside of each quarter of the wheel, there is the seasons, there is the elements, there is the stars and just a bunch of stuff. Some people have it very simple and some people have it very complex. And then that's where I was just guided to more do focus on the season and the animal for that section. 
The top level is that you're a power animal. So how does that differ from a totem and a spirit guide? So like I kind of said before, a power animal is one that stays with you for life. So you have your power animal and you have your power bird. And I've also been told to look into power insect and power reptile because of just the difference that they hold for you. But I haven't got there yet. But the difference between that is that they're with you for your entire life. They're constantly supporting you. They're constantly showing you life lessons. And they're also showing you what you're really meant to be. So for example, with me, I was very not in my power. So when I learned that the cougar was all about standing in your power, I was like, I don't even know what this means. And I got really like upset about it. But then once I started working with her and her medicine, it just made so much sense. And it's the same thing with the eagle. I always knew I was meant to be a leader, but I was really passive and I was bullied a lot when I was younger. So I kind of just let that go. And then when the eagle showed back up, I knew it was all about being a leader and having a higher connection with source in the universe. And once I really, truly accepted that inside of me, because even though you know these things, sometimes it's hard to actually accept it. Right. And so once I finally did that, and I'm still doing that every single day, I'm accepting more and more spiritual energy and spiritual leader energy as well. Me and my eagle are getting closer and closer just due to the fact of that. So that's where these guys are the top dogs just because they never leave you. They're constantly with you and they're just waiting for you to realize they're there. Okay. And so how does one find their power animal when they're with you? Again, that would be where I would just come in and I would meditate and I would find them for you because like I said, a lot of people do have that attachment to what the outcome Mm -hmm. will be like. Like I was happy with my cougar once I realized it. It was amazing. But yeah, so then they come to me and then what we'll do is we'll have like an initial introduction because you need to know who they are. And then Mm -hmm. I believe it's three calls after that where I help you figure out certain things because your power animal or power bird, both of them are going to show you what your purpose is here, what you're supposed to be doing, any hidden jackpots. So like hidden jackpots for like wealth and stuff like that for your health and your social habits. So just a really quick example for that, like ever since I was younger, I was always more of a loner than somebody who wanted to be with friends, but I was never lonely, right? There is such a difference between lonely and being alone, but it never bothered me that I was alone. And once I realized my cougar was my power animal, I finally realized that cougars are, they prefer solitude over social situations. And I was like, wow, this is like me to a T. I would rather just be by myself. Oh, it's really Yeah. So they definitely show also personality traits that sometimes you perhaps were made fun of or that you were like told that you were strange for. And then it just shows up in your power animal and you're just like, oh, wow, well, now I don't really have to feel that way anymore if that makes sense like it just kind of lets you free yourself to be just your true self that's wonderful and a lot of people could benefit from that because we're a lot of times we are teased for these things that stand out actually in a good way sometimes people when you're younger they'll pick on you because it's almost not saying it's always jealousy but maybe sometimes it is it's just anything that stands out but as you get older that's what you want to you want to focus on that because that's what makes you unique So it sounds like it's really healing to find out your power animal because then you find out, oh, so this wasn't wrong about me. This is a strength. That's really interesting. Yeah, exactly. I totally feel you about that. And there's still stuff that I learned because you're not going to attain it all at once. And that's why I do the three calls just to make sure you can integrate all the new information and stuff. 
But yeah, it is one of those things where I find people after a month of being with their power animal, they're like, wow, it's already shown me so much of who I was on the inside, but I was just scared to actually present it to the world now because of the fact that I was told I was different and it was almost a wrong thing to have. Like this trait was bad. And I was like, well, it's not. So just stop. And so now when you find out this, are there any cautions to maybe like take it slow or anything like that? Or can some people, like you were saying, you could think it was the wrong animal or you're attached to a certain outcome. So how do you ever get people to get over that if they feel like they maybe have the wrong animal, even though they don't? That's a good question. A lot of people I've found so far are like that because even I was like that. And all I tell them is just to spend time with them because source wouldn't be telling me a lie. So I truly believe this is who it is for you. And you may have thought a different animal showing up. So like what we were talking about before, where it's like, well, I've always loved horses. So why isn't the horse my power animal? And it's like, okay, well, let's read about the horse and let's read about the horse together. And we can both talk about how it actually isn't your power animal. And they they see it. Like after I talk about it, they'll be like, oh, wow, yeah, that actually sounds more of a totem or a spirit guide instead of my power animal because there's really nothing for me to learn. There's no characteristics that are the same because there is going to be spot on characteristics that you just can't ignore. So that's where I kind of help people just ease into it. And I just really tell them to just meditate as much as they can with them so that they make that bond because that bond is already there. It's just their own ego is stepping in the way and trying to make something up that isn't true. Right. Now I have a question. So you said you you learned Reiki at a very young age. I recently learned it. I've always been interested in this kind of stuff, but that's really amazing. So you said you were 12 or 13? Yeah, I think I was 13 or 14. I really can't remember the age, but it was in that time frame. That's amazing. So were you always attracted to energy healing or this kind of thing since you were very young and you knew that that's what you wanted to pursue? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Like, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to pursue. I was at least lucky that like my mom is very intuitive herself. Sadly, she didn't really have the support to go out and do what she was meant to do. But I'm kicking her in the butt now and being like, Mom, here's your support. (laughs) Go out and do it. But yeah, ever since I was younger, I could always tell like, I know this is a little on the sad side, but like, I could always tell when one of our animals was going to pass away before it even happened, or my mom would come and tell me something and I would know when it happened. Also, my dad in 2006, he signed up to win a car. And the second he signed up, I was like, you're going to win that car. And he actually did. (laughs) So I've always just been more connected to source than a lot of other people. But because of it, it made me extremely sensitive. I was known as the crybaby in school. (laughs) That was me. (laughs) I think a lot of us attracted to these healing arts are like that. So you were told you were sensitive and you cry. And as you've gotten older, have you been able to kind of maybe block some of the energies better? Yeah, yeah, most definitely. In my teenager years, I kind of shut it all off. And that's kind of when things went really downhill for me because I was just not being Mm -hmm. who I was. But then now I can definitely say I can control the energies a lot better. Don't get me wrong. There's still some times where all of a sudden I'm crying and I'm like, I don't know why I'm crying. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like I definitely learned how to deal with all the pains. And I'm so passionate about boundaries and barriers because a lot of people have barriers when it's like you actually need a boundary instead. And I talk about that a lot to my clients because I'm like, you need to get this proper because when you have a barrier, nothing can come in and nothing can go out. Where if you have a proper boundary, 
you only let in certain energy and all the bad energy can still leave. So I get really passionate about that because that's how I manage my energy and mindsets because I'm like, no, only like the best of the best can come in and everything else gets pushed out. Mm -hmm. Great. So how would you suggest people develop better boundaries? People that struggle with that, are there some exercise they can do? Yeah. So I always tell people, this is something where you could like meditate with your animal spirit guides, your animal totems, or your power animals, because of the fact that they're going to tell you which boundaries are going to best serve you. And of course, you can always contact me. I love helping people with this. And it's something that if you have a service with me or an offering with me, of course, I'm going to offer this to you. But if you're even a part of the soul pack, there is a day that talks about thoughts and stuff like that. So that's where we can change those mindsets around for you. But if you are doing it by yourself, you just want to ask what is the thought process or mindset around this? How can I change this? What do I actually want? What is the truth? You know, you can ask all these sorts of questions. But do you want to give me an example? Because I can't think of one off the top of my head. If you give me an example, like I can help you change it around. So if somebody has a limiting belief about themselves, say they're in college and they need to take a math class as a prerequisite to get into like accounting or something, but they believe that they can't do math. I mean, I'm not saying that you're going to be able to give people the ability to do math better, but maybe shedding a belief or maybe they're not confident enough to do public speaking at their job. Yeah, yeah. So that's a good one because really the root issue that's going on there is either you're not smart enough, you're not good enough, and you've been told this throughout your entire life. So what I always tell people is to bless and forgive yourself for thinking this and continue just forgiving and blessing this until you kind of feel love or just no emotion at all for this, whatever, I'm not smart enough or I'm not good enough. And I'm also just going to say, let's clear those energies between us and everybody else who's listening to this because that is not the truth. And then you just simply ask for the truth to come in and you can just reverse it and be like, I am good enough. I am more than good enough. I am capable of doing whatever I put my mind to. And I always tell people to say it about three times because the power of three is so amazing. And it also just extremely cancels that belief system like the old one. So by just doing that, you're creating a new belief system, but you just need to make sure you have that awareness of when you're saying those bad things about yourself. Yeah. And it's hard sometimes to break those patterns, especially if you've been told growing up, even on accident, sometimes, you know, you'll have a sibling and okay, this sibling is the artistic one. So you can't draw or this sibling is better at sports and you're not athletic. And it's actually, they're not really sometimes saying that you're not athletic. It's just sometimes the parents will say, oh, okay, this sibling is very athletic, but they don't say that to you. It doesn't mean that you're not athletic. I mean, you might not be, but you know what I mean? It's sometimes parents will do these things and it doesn't mean that they're trying to say something negative about you, but kids can really internalize that forever. Yeah, I totally know exactly what you mean because me and my sister both went through that. There's times where she brings up stories that I'm just like, wow, I don't even remember that, but it's just because it didn't affect me, right? And then there's stories that I have that she doesn't remember because it affected me. But that's where I tell people, if you really want to get past a thing, because sometimes, yes, mindset changes and changing your boundaries. And that's pretty much how you change your boundary or create a boundary is just really enforcing that new mindset. But sometimes that's not enough. And I know that because I've been there. And you actually need to release that old belief system, that old story that is just no longer serving you on your highest purpose. So that's where the Akashic Soul Record readings come into play because we go really deep. We find the source and we release it. And then you're able to actually bring in the truth and actually just accept it for what it is and replace it instantly. And then you never find yourself going down that path again. Unless sometimes there is things that you kind of need to go back down just because the full lesson wasn't completed. 
But once that lesson is completed, then you can just walk away with a new belief system, knowing that you are completely capable of doing whatever you were meant to do on this earth. Okay. Well, thank you for that. I think a lot of people will benefit from that. Is there anything else that you wanted to add for our listeners before we get your website information and more information about how they can contact you? I can't think of anything right now. Okay. So if people want to find out their totem or their power animal and they want to work with you, how can they get in touch with you? They can either get in contact with me over my website. It's just animalmedicinewoman.com. Or I am also on Instagram at animalmedicinewoman. I'm also on Facebook, animalmedicinewoman. And I have my Facebook group, The Soul Pack, which I encourage you guys all to join because it's just full of amazing people. I'm not the only one that's going to be supporting you is what I'm saying. Like there's going to be tons of people that are going to be welcoming you into the group and just happy that you're there. Okay. That's a lot of great ways to contact you. And you have all the information about your packages and stuff on your website because I looked there. So, all right. Well, thank you so much, Cassie, for joining me today on A Teaspoon of Healing. And I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I am so happy to be here. So thank you. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Teaspoon of Healing. If you have any questions for me or for my guest, visit my website, teaspoonofhealing.com. Click on contact, fill out the form, and I'll get back to you. You can also email me, dawn at teaspoonofhealing.com. Visit me on Facebook, facebook.com slash teaspoonofhealing, or Instagram at teaspoonofhealing. And if you are currently subscribed on iTunes, please leave me a review and a star rating. I would really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to A Teaspoon of Healing with Dawn Damari, your home for wellness and vibrant living. For more resources on wellness and vibrant living, visit us online at teaspoonofhealing.com. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please consult a physician or other health professional before undertaking changes in lifestyle or wellness habits. The author claims no responsibility to any person or entity for any liability, loss, or damage caused or alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of use, application, or interpretation of the information presented herein. 